This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Not wrong, however you found us on this Thursday afternoon, which I think we've signed off on, right, is the beginning of the pre-end. I think it starts on Thursday after. Don't roll <laughs> your eyes, Shannon. I think it is. I think that's it. We're happy you did. She is Shay Pepler. I am Randy Scott. I meant to ask you, Shay, like, where is home? I, I have you as, could be in <laughs> Chicago, could be Bristol adjacent. Where yeah, are we? Where's I'm the home office? I'm just keep everyone guessing. Uh, it's in Fairfield, Connecticut. So it's in Connecticut, just not. There we go. Know, not Bristol. So not too far away. Hello through the Zoom. Hello through the Zoom. Is this our first, <laughs> Did we have we done a sports center yet? Or is this no. our first? Uh, no, Randy and I like to just walk past each other in the sports center <laughs> hallways, wave and see like, maybe I'll hear you on radio. And here we are. Finally, they actually gave us something to share, a little microphone to share. So, um, should be a good next, what are we, five, six hours? How many hours? Who knows? It's a million Who knows? hours. We got, it, it, whenever they cut our mics, whenever the red light goes exactly. off, that's it. You can find her on Twitter at Shay Pepler, S-H-A-E Pepler. I'm at Randy Scott ESPN. Uh, joining the conversation, the CC call in line, one eight 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 say espn And I don't. I don't want to gloss over it. I know it's May the 4th, and if you're on social media or if you have, like, a sort of a hack uncle in your life, it's May the 4th be with you, right? Right? The Star Wars universe dominates today. Hey, I'm the guy who tweets out Justin Timberlake saying it's going to be May pretty much, like, April 28th, April 29th, 30th. That's my go zone for that. So I'm here for all your hack social media stuff. But in that vein and in that spirit – we're asking you, call in, one eight 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 say espn 888-729-3776. What is your pop culture blind spot? Because you have two hosts today on May the 4th where Star Wars is a massive blind spot. What is that? I don't – Yoda? I don't even know what that is. I uh, – I, yeah. I, I also don't like to even partake in conversations about Star Wars. Like, I'm not hating. If that's your thing, no problem. Yeah. But I can't – I don't know how many there have been. I don't know – I don't understand how they keep coming out with new ones. Mm-hmm. Like, the figurines is beyond me. Yeah. I just have – I can't I, – I don't understand it. But – May the 4th be with you and also with you, I suppose. Oh, okay, yeah, go religious. It is sort <laughs> of know. canon. It <laughs> is sort of canon, uh, Star Wars. But I know that, uh, man, I see the people on, on Twitter today doing the, you know, uh, Mr. Spock, uh, you know, the the hand symbol where they, you know, the star. Anytime you can try to confuse Star Trek and Star Wars today, you're going to set people off. So I'm here for that chaos on social media. But. <laughs> What is your pop culture blind spot? You can call in, join the conversation. We're doing that throughout the show. Uh, Lamar Jackson, though, is our first and foremost sports story. This thing happening, I want to say, about two hours ago. He finally addressed the media. The Ravens rolled him out. He signed his contract. There was a big ceremony, and why not? It's a massive contract, Shay. Uh, The deal making him the highest-paid player in NFL history. Five years, $260 million. You and I both know, Shay, that can mean different things. You know, you can sort of quantify it however you want. In this case... Uh, what highest guaranteed total shy of Deshaun Watson, but also highest average annual value for this contract. And he talked about, you know, how we put a trade request out there into the universe, tried to speak it into existence. He talked about what changed for him and for the team, Shay, uh, since his trade request in March. Today, we're going to keep it about the future. You know, I'm not really worried about what happened in the past. We're going to keep it about these next five years and keep it about, you know, what's going on today. You know, it's a great day, great day just signed with the guys up here. That's all I'm focused on right now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's easy to say that, but I don't know. I do. You, did you believe that trade request was was legit at the time, Shay? Yeah, I did, and I actually thought today Lamar said all the right things at all the right times. Um, 
that's the right thing to say. Mm-hmm. But to me, he I think the easiest response that you and I both had when we heard this, Randy, was, yeah, I don't know that they were as interested in you either, buddy. Like, the, the thing I was hanging my hat on was maybe there was going to be some sort of movement on, on the draft with the Colts or something, which obviously that never came to fruition. But um, it, it, I, I joked, like, rent the movie. He's just not that into you. Like, it just they never had <laughs> – there was no team that was super interested in him either. And quite frankly, the best fit for him and the best chance of success was with the Ravens anyways. So everyone wins in this situation. What has been the one thing we've been talking about with Lamar Jackson? He's going to bet on himself. He's going to bet on himself. And, mm-hmm. and it, it has all worked out for him to do that time and time again. So I'm happy that this is done. But the one thing I will say, Randy, about this whole situation, this is this is now the offseason story, right? It's become Lamar Jackson, and it's been all about Lamar Jackson. Last year it was about Aaron Rodgers and what's going to happen well in the last two years. It's been about what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. Before that, it was Dak Prescott. And before that, it was Tom Brady. And to me – no one has really shown up when we have done this song and dance with waiting for the contract, betting on themselves, waiting to see what happens. No one's really shown up for their team that they had, you know, been wanting to figure out where they were going to or get the right of money for, except for Tom Brady when he won a chip with Tampa Bay in that first year. And so now the pressure fully moves on Lamar Jackson to really do what they paid him to do, and that's bring a Super Bowl back to Baltimore and win a championship. Otherwise, we're going to be talking about pressure and how was it the right move to pay him all this amount of money for seasons to come because I feel like we do it with Dak. We were going to do it with Aaron Rodgers again now with him being with the Jets, and now it's going to be about Lamar Jackson as well. It's going to be about Lamar Jackson. When you sign this contract and you put that target on your back, you put that check in your bank account to be sure, get the bag, do whatever you have to do. That is generational times generational wealth. I don't fault anybody for doing that, but now comes a greater microscope. Now comes, to your point, uh, greater pressure. And something you touched on where he was talking about, okay, yeah, I don't want to talk about the trade requests. Forever forward, you know, eyes on the horizon. We're moving on to these next five years. Okay, that's all well and good. But he touched on whether or not other teams drew his interest or his eye during this process. Like, to be honest with you, I really didn't care for other teams, really. I just really wanted to get something done here. Like, I wanted to be here. It was like, man, okay, other teams cool, but I want to be a Raven. Like, I said, I said some 2018, you know, I think it was April 26th, if I'm not mistaken. And I meant that, you know, I'm standing on that until I get it done. So I really wanted to get this done before anything, before I even want to, before my time up and branch off somewhere else, you know, I really want to finish my career here and win the Super Bowl here. So that's what I meant. If you buy that, Shay, if yeah, you buy what, that. that's what I was talking about, well, that exact if you If you buy it, then the trade request was nothing but a ploy. Because if he was never interested in other teams, then the trade request was just a spur to try to get the deal done. The thing that he learned when he put the trade request out there, again, to your point, other teams weren't that interested in him either. Because you have, from what the Ravens, the Ravens have made him the offense. I mean, how many times on SportsCenter, Randy, mm-hmm. have we read the graphics that show you how poor his receiving core has been year in and year out? Mm-hmm. How little money that receiving core has made? How significant they have been, which is very little, since he joined this team. Like, he has been the entire offense. I mean, I'm telling you, I think I've read 10 of these graphics before. And so they, there's no other team that can just blow up their entire offense and shape it around him. It made the most sense for him to stay in Baltimore, without a doubt, Correct. in my opinion. And so this whole I wasn't really interested. Yeah, because there was probably no good fit for you where you felt like you can go and excel and earn and actually be deserving of the money that you got than with Baltimore. A hundred percent. Now, I think Baltimore has, in this offseason, bolstered the wide receiving yes. core around yes. him, right? Yeah. They're probably the Odell, second, best, yeah. second best receiving core in the division. I, at topping Jamar Chase – 
T. Higgins, Tyler yeah. Boyd in Cincinnati, that's going to be tough. But right. you look at, you know, Odell, you look at Zay Flowers, first-round pick out of, Zay, out of BC, yep. Rashad Bateman flashed last season, so did Devin DuVernay. Bateman being a three option, DuVernay being a three-slash-four option, that's where they fit. Odell being a solid one, maybe Flowers is the two. I, you know what? Mark Andrews might be the 1A, to be one, honest, at, at tight end. Yeah. It, it, he's, a, he, he's his guy. I mean, he's the guy that has all the chemistry with him. Like, Mark Andrews, if in your fantasy drafts, like, take him yeah. a, as a receiver, not as a tight end. Like, 100%. <laughs> so, he will be his number one. I Odell is not a number one. You don't even know. We don't even know what we're getting in Odell. How could we just slot no. him into the number one receiver for Lamar? Mm-hmm. Like, we have no idea what kind of Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to show up on that football field in pads. You don't know. You, you have don't. no idea what kind of explosiveness he still has. What we know about Lamar Jackson is all of the concerns about him representing himself. Oh, Lamar doesn't have an agent. Oh, what's he doing? He's leaving millions on the table, blah, blah, blah. That's something he touched on today. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a business. It's a business at the end of the day, and... And if you're going to represent yourself, you know, you got you to gotta have a strong mind. I wouldn't say you get out there and put your feelings in it because it's not about feelings. You know, you can't take things with a, oh, yeah, I don't like what you said. I, I don't agree with this. You know, it's like what they feel is how you feel. You know, it's, it's, it's a grown man thing at the end of the day. So you got to be a grown man if you're going to handle business. Yeah, that's a grown man with a grown man bank account, too. And he showed love to his mom uh, several times in the press conference as well. And it, we know his mom was involved in the process, too. All right, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Three-pointers good. 20 triples for the Celtics in game two as they blow out Philadelphia. The Boston Celtics needed this one, an explosive second half to knock off the Philadelphia 76ers, and they have tied this series at one. I thought overall we just played harder. I thought we played harder than Philly tonight. We didn't take them lightly. We respected them, but we played a good game. We played hard, and we were able to finish the game the right way. Courtesy ESPN Radio there as the Celtics bounce back in a massive way. It looked like two very different teams from game one to game two. Shea Pepler. I'm Randy Scott. In for the guys on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. Uh, you knew Boston was going to bounce back. There's a desperation that comes when you're on your home floor. You're facing an 0-2 series deficit. But, Shay, if you told Sixer fans or Sixer coaches, hey, you're getting Joel back and Jason Tatum's only going to have seven points – it's yeah. not if we're going to win. It's how much we're going to win by. Exactly. Um, so my husband also, uh, for those that don't know, works at ESPN2. So him and I, we watch these games together. We call it show prep, but really we're just like in our house. And um, we watched this game together last night. And he, he, I told you so, I told you so, is all he said the entire game, which isn't <laughs> annoying at all to anybody. And because he had literally said, this is a problem. They're bringing Joel back too early. They, Harden's not going to be able to play the same way he did when he's the dude. When, and sure enough, it's exactly what happened. There's an identity crisis, I feel like, a little bit going on with the Sixers, and it's a, it's a problem because the window, to me, is now, obviously, when you have these two superstars, and, and Harden can't be at his full potential when Joel is at his. And there's a push and pull there, and I don't know how you get playoff Harden at his – how these two can zig and zang together mm-hmm. because – a disaster is what last night was. I mean, a, a complete collapse in the second half um, to the highest degree. And maybe if you if you let Joel get another game under his belt, like sit on the bench, let Harden do what he did, you go back home, he wins the MVP, that crowd goes completely insane when he's there, and they find a way to get it. Like, that to me would have been a better recipe. But last night – 
to me, I don't. Can they win another game? Like they they looked awful in the second half. They, they did. looked awful. They did. I don't know. I don't know if they win another game in this series. Quite frankly, I, I I think they do. I think I think Boston has a real issue closing out games. It's something that should have been addressed com- coming off of the NBA Finals. It's something that cost him another banner. And then I, I get the, the 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 tumult that comes, you know, with having tumult. to replace Ime Udoka, and you've got Joe Missoula in there. And Missoula doesn't just come in like, hey, I get to learn on the fly. No, they, he comes in to a team that has NBA championship expectations, we not aspirations expectations and so that kind of fueled in my opinion uh you know what we saw from boston last night we saw uh, jason tatum who's in foul trouble and then we saw the supporting cast say you know what we're hot from three let's extra pass ball movement and philly wasn't closing out that's something that I, i don't know i don't know if this was part of the i told you so but that's something that joel you could tell was bothering him last night he had five blocks but they were at the rim. They were tremendous plays, but he, he, you saw a hitch in his get-along as he's trying to get back and up you know, up and down the floor. So with Boston trying to stretch the defense and doing so well and making as many threes as they did, I mean, that was how they were able to win a game where their best player had single-digit points. No one really had to go off because they went off as a team in the third quarter. Yeah, you can't trade twos for threes. I mean, it's basic math. Like, right. you, you can't – you just simply can't do it. And that's what I felt like was trying to happen last night, and I'm like, they're never going to ca- – you can't do it. So they need – and Barkley made this point in the post game. Um, Charles Barkley. I don't know why. I'm heard of him. him. No, no, yeah. no. We got Perhaps it. you guys have heard him speak <laughs> uh, or play. Um, so he made this point uh, in the post game when I was watching, and I, I was like, yeah, that's – that's." he's like, this isn't going to happen every game, right? Like there's not going to be this three-point shooting frenzy going on every single game when you've got the guys you do down low. Like you're going to have to pick and choose how you defend if you're the Sixers, right? And so this isn't going to happen all the time if you bring guys to the perimeter or you keep them down low. Like which way are you going to go? So I think this was a one-off, but the the point that I the thing I really liked about this the Celtics and I feel like why I think they're on to something now is that they found ways to win despite Jason Tatum a completely awful game. Mm-hmm. Like everyone seems to kind of figured out their roles. Like this is a really young coach in Missoula and he knows that and like Talking about Udoka does nothing for anybody. Like, this is just a young coach that's trying to figure out what he's doing and adjusting from game to game. I still think, like, some of the – like, I think Coach Tibbs for the Knicks is a fantastic coach. I don't think he's a great in-game coach. I think he's much better from game to game. Some coaches are just like that, and maybe that's who Missoula is found to be. But I liked that every player on that Celtics team knew their role. They went to the guy that they thought was hot. Like, to yeah. me, they figured out the identity where I felt like the Sixers caused a world of problems between their two superstars, which when have we seen this – we've seen this before with a, a hardened team. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying we've seen it before. So, to me, it created more problems for the Sixers and a little bit more of a clearer path for the Celtics last night. Yeah, I mean the the, uh, the problems with Embiid were limited minutes, limited effectiveness while he was out there, and then the game gets away from me in the third quarter. They were they were minus nineteen as a team in the third, and Boston ran away with it. One, you know, convincingly second worst playoff loss in uh, Sixers history in the like one hundred and eleven game sample size between these two teams in the postseason. Tatum, it wasn't that he was. I mean, Tatum only played nineteen minutes. He was one of seven from the floor. It wasn't that bad of a night because they didn't need him. They just Malcolm Brogdon was unconscious from three. They made twenty three pointers against Philadelphia's six, and that was by design to at least taking that many shots. And so a guy who has a lot of shots taken against him in Boston and outside of Boston, Joe Missoula, especially after they were beaten in Game One at home without Embiid, this led to this exchange post game after the Game Two win for Boston. Joe, what have the last 48 hours been like for your team? Angry, pissed. And 
Did you like that? Did you like their yes. what was going on the last couple of days? Yes. Nobody wants to ask about all the adjustments we made from game one and game two. All right, that sound you hear at the end is Joe Mazzulla walking off of the yeah. dais like he is like, leaving the podium. And I don't know if that is a coach who has just had it up to up to here with the Boston media because this has been a theme all season, good and bad. It's, uh, you know, I want to talk about, like, why didn't he take the timeouts and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm sounding like Mayor Quimby, but, like, that's what a lot of the calls were in Boston. I know because I live there. And you'd turn on sports radio, both the good station and the not awesome station, and you'd hear fans calling in and being like, Oh, Missoula doesn't know what he's talking about, blah, blah. It's like they couldn't enjoy a good thing. And the hosts were, in some instances, just as guilty. And Missoula was like, hey, we made these adjustments, and now it's crickets. And I just wonder how that sits with you, Shay. Is that a but, coach making it yeah, about himself? It, nah, a little. Again, he's young. But why is your energy there? You just won in blowout fashion, made history in the way that you won, and by that many points. Mm-hmm. And – why even put your energy towards those media members that frustrate you? Like all, all he had to say was, "I thought we made some really good adjustments from game one to game two. Like that. Yeah. If you wanted to get that out there, then just say it. To me, this was a complete waste of energy. And now this is what we're talking about. Why? Now I'm not blaming you and I. No, I'm just saying, I got you. You know, like that. That shouldn't have been where his energy was. Like it should have been a little bit more happy. <laughs> yeah. I thought a little more cheery, but maybe that's just my. My, uh, what I don't know, my naiveness. Now that it's all square at one, who do you have more confidence in? Philly the Celtics, I told you. I don't think the Celtics like win another game. Defi- yeah. You really don't think they do? No. You think it's I, Boston in five? I might be exaggerating a little. I, think, <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's Boston in five. But I do think it's Boston in six. Boston in six? I do think six. it's Boston in six. All right, book it. Get these the Celtics, though, have also been my champion from jump. The West has really given me some problems with this a little bit but i have uh i have had the i had the celtics from jump so i'm just gonna right. i'm gonna ride it i'm gonna keep We're, going all right keep we'll get this. we'll get into the west believe me, we have plenty of time who do you to have do you're it. gonna ask me who you got oh man we're out of time uh so we're gonna move on <laughs> i don't know i i i'm nervous about i'm nervous about philly i'm nervous about boston milwaukee i thought it was gonna be somebody out of the east and milwaukee's already been bounced man i think these playoffs are proven i are don't you, know what that are you about to say the hicks are, of, the hicks or the knee the, the <laughs> heat or the Knicks? no no not new york not miami i think it's it might be somebody out it might be denver i don't know it, i love that it's up in the air though even after a full round of the postseason she is shay Cornette. i am randy scott and for the guys what's your pop culture blind spot on this may the 4th with two non-star wars diehards Weighing in. Maybe you've never seen The Sopranos. <laughs> Maybe you've never seen Shawshank. Whatever it is, oh. call in. 888-SAY-ESPN is the number. Rob Ninkovich is going to join us. We'll break down his reaction to Lamar Jackson's press conference, as well as uh, Bill Belichick trolling the Jets on draft night. That story coming out today. It's Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Candy and Carlin Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey. Make this stop, Randy. This is what it is. It's May Make the 4th. It stop. It is May the 4th everywhere, including uh, here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. I think that's the one that we need to do away with. That one's terrifying every single time. I'm told that's a, that's a Wookiee. Is that what that is? Nailed it? <laughs> yeah, it's Nailed Chewbacca. It? It's Chewbacca. I know who that is. Uh, I know Even I know who that is. Randy, Randy Scott. get us back on track, please. Randy Scott here, Shea Cornette there. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And again, join the conversation because neither one of us has seen Star Wars. We've never seen one of the – there are nine of them, ten of them. How many Star Wars are there? I have no idea. Are like, you asking about, me? Is that a – what is that? There's nine movies, a couple of shows. Yeah. The shows are – I've heard you the shows are tremendous. also other movies tremendous. based on the original nine movies. you got a Spaceballs. Movie. Spaceballs what? was based on it, right? That's one of them. That's not in the can. Anyways. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> So, join the conversation. Call in the CC call-in line, 888-729-3776. What is your pop culture blind spot? Gianni in Kentucky is starting the conversation with us. For us, one of ours is we haven't seen any of the Star Wars. Gianni in Kentucky, what's your pop culture blind spot? Hey, guys. love listening to you. I just want to say happy May the 4th. I do watch Star Wars, and I love it. But my pop culture blind spot is I have never seen Forrest Gump. I knew we'd get a Forrest Gump one today. Didn't I call that at the pre-show? Gianni, why haven't you seen Forrest Gump? This thing's been out for almost 20 years. Yeah. I, I'm i 32, never seen it. It just, I don't know. It, I've never even wanted to watch it. I, <laughs> I don't know. That second line is what really – see, I'm not like a movie buff at all. I will tell you this is a, this is one of my pop culture blind spots. We'll get into that later. But Forrest Gump is a movie like I saw it in the theater, and it's one of those that even when it's on TV, even though I've seen it 20 times, I'll leave it on. Like I love it that – I love it that much. I don't even know why. Is it Tom Hanks factor? I'm not sure. But it's one of those movies to me – it appeals to all people, everyone, male, female, any race, any really like I, it's something everyone can love. Why not watch it? I that's it was best picture. It was it was the first sort of like I don't want to say AI. That's not the right way. CGI CGI was used expertly for the time. The fact that they put Tom Hanks in this you know John F Kennedy Oval Office or uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson Oval Office or on an Alabama football field mm-hmm. with Bear Bryant, like whatever they did, like they were able to make it look pretty seamless. And that part was really cool. And there's some people who will say. All right, the movie itself isn't that good. It's just the take, you know, the scenes were great. Whatever it was, it's again in the same sort of pantheon as Star Wars in this way. I haven't seen Star Wars. I get Star Wars. Like I know what the references are. You know what I mean? And you don't have to have seen Forrest Gump to know like life is like a box of chocolates or yeah, Mama never. says blah 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 or whatever. Like there, you know, Lieutenant yeah. Dan. Like you know uh, some of those examples. True. So again, you can join the join the conversation. What is your pop culture blind spot? Call the CC call in line. Uh, 888-SAY-ESPN. So this story out of New England that has uh, surfaced today in reference to draft night. So the, the, the Patriots originally were slated to pick 14th overall in the first round. That's one spot ahead of the Jets. That, to me, is the best rivalry in the AFC. Uh, all due respect to the Ravens and, and the Steelers, all due respect to the Raiders and the Chiefs and whoever else. To me, that's the best one in the AFC. Anybody in the AFC North, sorry, take a knee on it. 
Uh, and what the Patriots did was move down three spots in a trade with the Steelers. Uh, you know, Steelers used that 14th pick to take an offensive tackle, Broderick Jones, out of Georgia. New England picked up a fourth-round pick. Listen, Bill Belichick loves trading back in the first round of the draft. Patriots would eventually make a first-round pick, but they also picked up extra draft capital. But Belichick, according to one general manager, said they sold low. The Patriots sold low because they knew, Belichick knew, the Steelers were going to take the kid that the Jets wanted to take. That's from Jason LaConforna. That Belichick's rivalry, I don't want to say hatred, that's a little strong, but feelings about the Jets fueled that move to where they screwed over the Jets and allowed the Steelers to get the guy that New York wanted. And what's wrong with this? To, uh, this, Nothing. to me, is just another, like, Bill Belichick's playing chess, y'all playing checkers. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just another one of the, yeah, he's got to play the Jets twice this year, and they have Aaron Rodgers. Whatever I can do to derail someone in my division season, let me do it. But also, what did the Patriots do in this year's draft? What were they doing? I Not yeah One wide receiver? Yeah, I don't. Mm. That's a story for another day. Well, but I, uh, I, I love this. I love this. It's so Belichick. It's so great. And why doesn't someone try and ask him about it? Hey, is this true? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, just, I don't know. The move is best for the team. Do you like this? Do you think this was a good move by Belichick? I do think it was a good move. Great I think. Move. I think great they had move. so many. You know, they had so many uh, holes to fill. They have issues. I mean, they're they're. And a lot of uh, instances predicted to finish last in their own division. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you pick up extra draft capital, that's fine. But hurting a team, it's not only the Patriots-Jets rivalry, it's that the Jets are on the ascension. You know what I mean? Like, pardon the aircraft pun here, but they're on takeoff. And they've gotten that buzz that the Patriots dominated for, what, 15 years, right? Like, the Jets are dominating the AFC East conversation, the AFC conversation as a whole. So if he gets to poke a hole, but I think in the that, Dolphins, the Dolphins, to me, really last year were the conversation. This year now it's the Jets because mm-hmm. of the Rodgers factor. Like the Jets were also a laughing stock last year with what was going on at the quarterback position. Absolutely, a, a, an absolute joke. And so now it was the Dol- and the Dolphins had moments too. Let's be clear, but. Everyone in that division has had their moment, except for the Patriots, since Tom Brady has left. And I hate to bring it back to that, but that's just the reality of the situation. Yeah, so, okay, so the Patriots take Christian Gonzalez. They get a cornerback. They get one of the top two cornerbacks on the board, right? They They get their guy, even by trading back. The Jets are forced to pivot from offensive tackle, a guy who would protect the new quarterback, right, to protect the storyline of the offseason, Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. They don't get to do that now. They take a linebacker to bolster what was already the stronger side of the football. So it's Belichick, like you said, playing chess, everybody else playing checkers. Mm -hmm. Joel in Massachusetts, Roy the truck driver, John in Florida, William in Georgia. You have tremendous pop culture blind spots, and you got to share them with our audience. We're going to dig in. All right, Star Wars fans, it's your chance. Sell us, Shay and I, on why we should get into Star Wars on oh. this May the 4th, uh. it's Shay Cornette and Randy Scott. In for the guys, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Help you again. Yes. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. I, I think this works. Maybe we could have played this when we were coming back talking about the Patriots. You know, I feel like maybe Evil Empire. Like, we got other opportunities. It's totally. Evil Empire is more the New York Yankees, though. So you would have offended the. I don't know. Boston fans. Two games over 500 is evil. Okay. That's great. <laughs> 
Sure. I don't, uh, they're if last. We don't make this stop. I, I can't do it for four hours. I cannot. I'm telling you all. This is this is me being serious. This yes. is like how I have to talk to my children. I can't do it for four hours. I, I can't recognize. hear that Yoda. What is that thing, Chewbacca? Definitely I can't. not Yoda. Yeah. Whatever. He's Chewbacca. Keep Thank you. He's going to keep playing it if you keep calling it Yoda. That's. I think that's the thing. I'm not trying to blame you for it. Is there like a Princess Leia drop we could throw in R. something? R.I.P. Gone too soon. Uh, they, that is the frustrated voice, <sighs> understandably so, of Shay Cornette. I'm Randy Scott. It's Kenty and Carlin on ESPN Radio with the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Join the conversation. All right, It's May the 4th, right? So any Star Wars fan in your life is May the 4th. Be with you all day. Social media, in person, answering the phone. So call in 888-729-3776. What is your pop culture blind spot? Because Star Wars is our blind spot. I've never seen one of the movies all the way through. Neither has Shay. Nope. Uh, I can explain that, but there's no time. Let's get to Roy the truck driver, who's on the CC call in line with his pop culture <laughs> blind spot. Roy, the floor is yours. Hey, my- <laughs> Shay, I love that Chewbacca. He's a Wookiee girl. That is funny as I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. I never watched any of the Fast and the Furious. And also, I've never seen Gone with the Wind. And I heard Gone with the Wind is a great movie, but it's four hours long. I don't feel like sitting there long. So, okay. To be fair, both those things I think are okay. Like, the, yes, you should see Gone with. But, like, have you seen Gone with the Wind? I have seen it. Yeah, I probably had to watch it in high school. I'm being told. Same. I'm being Same. told that there's a significant storyline in Fast and the Furious yeah. where they rob truck drivers. Right. Spoiler alert. Right. So maybe so that's why sense. Roy never saw it because they were robbing truck drivers. Right. It makes yeah. sense that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've confused the Fast and the Furious, all the numbers. I've definitely seen like a few of them. I'm not sure which number I've seen, yeah. though. I saw Tokyo Drift. I don't remember there being truck drivers in that one. I can't remember off the top of my head. That's what I mean. But they're like, incredible. They blend bubblers together. They're yeah, they are good. Incredible. Good. So, they're all right, good. that's funny that he his life, his living is made on the road, and he hasn't seen Fast and the Furious. I'm trying to think of a comp here. It'd be like a veterinarian never seeing... You know, Doctor Dr. Doolittle. Doolittle. Yeah, yeah, there we go. All right, see, we're on the same page. Joel, uh, no, John, John in Florida. <laughs> I love this one, John in Florida. You're on ESPN Radio. How you doing, guys? Uh, thanks for <laughs> filling in. Obviously, really appreciate you taking the call. Uh, now, I would never expect anybody if they are just starting from scratch to such a big ass to now become a Star Wars fan. You're talking about 50, 60 hours plus. It's like asking somebody at the age of 40 to be a to be a sports historian and just start from scratch. I would never expect anybody to do that. So don't 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 look bad on yourselves. Fair or, enough. Or Thank you. Any, any lesson you're great, great. Um, now, as far as my pop culture blind spot will be concerned, ever since the start of the real world road rules, or your Survivors, or your Bachelors, or your Kardashians, I've never realistically and honestly sat through a full episode of any of the reality shows that are really on television today. And I know that might sound far-fetched, but I'm just not that, that kind of a guy. I, I obviously love sports, and I, I am a huge Star Wars fan, but so, for some reason, that miss, I missed on okay. that one. Or I Wait, what about, or, John, what about Hard Knocks? Because that's like a reality show for sports. Only only when it was about uh, the Florida State Seminoles where I went to school. Other than that, I have not watched any of those either. I, that was a, that's, a good, that's a good swing. 
Interesting. I find it hard to believe. Well, I'll take his word for it. John, thanks for the call. But I, I don't know how you can miss a reality. Like, you, how do you just never catch one? There's, There's so, so many. many. There's so many. That's so he's never seen a single. Is that what I'm to gather there? He's yes. never seen a single. Besides, it sounds like a behind the scenes, like yeah. Florida State, which I they probably ran on like but ACC like, Network would be my guess that he watched something like that. Is, but he's is, never. God, is who wants to be a millionaire? A game no, show. That's a game show. That's a game not show. A it's not a reality show. show. So we're talking like, we're talking you know Kardashian, Survivor. Anything. He's never I mean, seen even Survivor. On Netflix, uh, I never seen Survivor, but I've seen a hundred million other reality shows. I yeah. can't even tell you. I'm embarrassed by. There's so many love after lockup. Like my girlfriend watches that. Like yeah, we're talking like tr- some trash show. Well, that like, is a that's a good one. Have that, you seen Have you seen Jury Duty, which is like part reality show, no, part scripted? There is TV? one that I'm watching right now. I I feel embarrassed to even say it over. I can't. I I actually I say have it. to type it to you. I can't say it. So you gotta. Say if it I now. tell you the one that I'm watching yeah. with Jordan and I are watching, you I think you'll look at me differently. I can't. I can't wait. I promise not to read it over the air unless you give me the go ahead. Let's go to Calvin okay. in Atlanta. Oh, I know why you put this one next up. Calvin in Atlanta. You're on ESPN Radio. Hey guys, love the show. Great topic. I have never in my life seen a friend Friends episode. Wow. See, this is really hard for me to believe. However, Shannon, our producer, you want to take the floor on this one too? Yeah, I've never seen an episode of Friends either. Like, It was one of those things growing up. Never. I guess it came on Thursdays, but I was doing more of the Martin living single thing in New York Undercovered on Thursdays oh, in the 90s. New York so Undercovered. Like, That's my guy. That's exactly, my guy. Calvin. That's like, I wasn't doing about. Friends. I wasn't about that life. Not to mention they didn't really have any major African-American characters to like towards the end. I'm Did guessing. Not. That's what I heard. That's You're what right. the rumor is. You're right. So I didn't really You're rock right. with them. I'm over there with Regine and everybody else and Queen Latifah and Khadijah <laughs> over there on Living Single. <laughs> All right. right. All right. All right. I mean, it's just been everywhere is the thing. It's been like right. HBO Max and Netflix and all the streamers have had it at some point, it feels like. And that was uh, that was one that I wasn't allowed to watch when it first came out, right? 95, I would have been 13 probably. And my mom was like, they speak too bluntly about sex. And I was like, oh, what do you think Friends. I want to watch? <laughs> you know? Friends, which nowadays, like if you, it's so PG nowadays, I yes. feel like yes. it, it's comical. Yeah, I I I, uh, I love Friends now. I didn't love it when it was popular at the time, though. I was okay. young. I was like into. I was busy in sports and doing things, so I didn't like sit down and watch it religiously every week. Right now, I love it. Like Jordan, and I will put it on. Um, you know, if you have like a bad day or there's like a lot on your like, it's one of those mindless put it on. It gives you a chuckle, clears your head before bed situation. Yeah, to me. like when it hasn't been your day. You know? Yeah, it hasn't been your day, your month, or even your year. Like, there that's we a good go. Thing. To put on. That's it. it. Do you ever do it? <laughs> do you ever do this with, with Jordan, where like you watch something serious, scary? You watch an episode like The Last of Us, or yeah. you know something, and you need like a cleanser. Show, but yes, but you need like a cle- like I can't go to bed with that in my mind. So I yes. gotta, I gotta. So if, yeah, if, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. This is what Friends yeah. is. It's yeah. the cleanser, exactly. And right. you know when it came in really handy, like all the political debating, like those kinds of days mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. when I'm like, put on Friends, please, or yeah. stand up comedian. I need a minute. It will just help me. We didn't say ours though. What is your pop culture? blind spot I mean, Randy Star Wars is up there okay Star yeah, Wars mine too but that but I could it. rattle them off like I've never seen any of the Indiana Joneses I've never seen any of the yeah, back either. to the futures oh I've never I seen, seen uh, I've never seen Shawshank Redemption which breaks like oh, 90% of American American males hearts oh my I don't God. know why I've never seen the Kardashians I was with him um, never once never one episode. A single, no, no, refuse. Do you know which one you know is date? Oh, she's not dating Wait, him anymore. Kevin in Florida, you got to hang tight because yours hits so close to my heart. So I can promise you, you're going to get on. It's Canty and Carlin, Shay and Randy. It's ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and SiriusXM Channel 80. 
Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.